0: What's good, everybody? You are now in the mix. It's your big dog, K6. Shot Town's finest. Carlton, your digger, your girl Leah, a.k.a. the therapist. Woo! Made that flow so smoothly. This is episode 40, and we got something nice lined up for you guys this week. It's actually a very important episode, so truly appreciate everybody rocking with us and getting in the mix. Before we jump into anything, just want to let everybody know, make sure y'all follow our sponsors as well as hit them up for some clothing items. Sour Life clothing line of Rich King Brand. And again, like I said, we have a very important interview this week. Um, I feel as though we, we, we always discuss it enough. We, we, we share our thoughts on, you know, the police around the world and what goes on in the world. And um, it was only right that, uh, you know, I reached out to a good brother of mine, um, LU alum, to uh, give his insight as a police officer. And um, so I'm looking forward to that. This will be a a very good special episode for you guys to tune into and get in the mix with. So we'll jump right into what you're mixing up because, yeah, this is, like I said, a very important episode. So we'll start with the NFL. The playoffs kicked off over the weekend. And um, the Bills, they sent the Colts packing. But, of course, you know, everybody's going to be wondering if Phillip Rivers will return for another year. Or was this his final episode?
1: Mm. I mean, if he does return,
0: does his chances of winning the Super Bowl finally go up? I don't think no, so. Don't, not at all. I don't think so. Not at all. I mean it's cool. You know everyone everyone doesn't always win a ring. You That's know? cool.
1: He had a he had a, a, a long career.
0: He did. You know? He had a long career. Most football players can't say that. That that is a fact. That is a whole fact. Um, The Rams' defensive line caused all types of havoc for Russ and the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson was sacked five times and just couldn't get things rolling for the Seahawks. The Rams came out on top and advanced to the divisional round playoffs and will face the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And um, I don't see those L.A. boys being ready for that type of weather (laughs) out there. Listen, man. That boy Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, mm-hmm. like Stephen A. say. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we don't even know if uh, Aaron Donald will be in because he did suffer a rib injury in the game against the Seahawks. So we'll see, you know, if he'll be questionable or if he'll thug it out and play it out, which I'm pretty sure he probably will. Even if he does, though. Like, I don't know if it's
1: going to – I mean, it'll make a difference for sure. Right. But is it going to make a difference – towards them actually
0: winning the game.
2: Uh,
0: that boy Aaron Rodgers ain't nothing, to, man, mm-hmm. ain't nothing to mess with. So Right. And um, we all did – we expected a blowout for the Tampa Bay and Washington football game. But I will say that the Washington football team, they they held their own. Um, they did lose by did. eight. But, yeah. I mean, for their backup quarterback, Heineke, to come in, first playoff start, Um He did what he could do. He did what he could do. But we all know playoff Tom, Super Bowl champion Tom, was not going to let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go down in the first round. And they did. So they will advance to the divisional round of the playoffs. But guess who they face for the third time? Drew Brees in the New Part Orleans three. Saints. Part three. Who did send your Chicago Bears home. They did. They did. They did. You know. I think, I, I, think Chica- I think Chicago's I think momentum really went down when Wilms, or is it Milms or Wilms? Um, Milms. Mims, whatever. He dropped that pass. And that was probably the best pass I've seen Trubisky throw in his career. You don't get too many opportunities like that from Mitch at and all. He blew it off. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It I was think, a few of those too. I think that was a, a momentum changer for Chicago. And um yeah, they just couldn't get things right yeah. ever since. You
1: clearly seen Drew wasn't making those mistakes. Right. And it cost us. hmm you know, But it's okay.
0: Yeah, it's all good, man. It's listen, next year. We'll see, we'll see what uh you guys look to do in the off season. The Ravens had an agenda, and that agenda was to win a playoff game since Joe Flacco's departure, and um, Lamar finally got the monkey off his back and got his first postseason victory Shut against two other. Can they stop moving the then,
3: goalposts for Lamar? If it's not, you can't win a playoff game. You can't pass. You can't do this. Like, why did you be giving that man so much heat? I feel like he's the only quarterback right now they just be going at.
0: Uh, you know, they, they, they pick and choose at who they want to go at, and of course— when you really uh, really think about it, he was what the <clears throat> excuse me the thirty second overall pick in the draft. He got drafted the same year as Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall draft pick. So yep. when you're the number one overall draft pick, your your expectations are a little higher than someone who might have been picked, let's say number fifteen or in mm-hmm. Lamar's case, thirty second. So Lamar pr- has pretty much been achieving way more than what Baker has <coughs> achieved. The man is the reigning MVP right That now. is true.
1: That is true. You know they got to make it. You know they got to move the goalposts way right. back. You got an MVP, but can you win a championship? Can you right. win a playoff game? Exactly. And Shout of course, out to that black man.
0: And, of course, on top of that, of course, yeah, you know, you got to really think about it. Young black quarterback, young white quarterback. Who are they looking to have more success? you know and they they labeled Lamar Jackson as a running back and clearly they still been, do and it's clearly been proving everybody wrong like what did he do in college what did he do in college the man is doing everything that Michael Vick was doing but more he
1: was a Heisman trophy winner at quarterback and they right. say we don't know if he can be a quarterback in the NFL what like yeah, come on so, okay bet i to be an mvp quarterback in the nfl exactly okay you know i get
0: i get it sometimes when you really think about it the the elevate the elevation of Playing quarterback in college because not everybody who was good in college can really adjust to NFL. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Prime example: Tim Tebow. They wanted to move him. He did not want to be moved. He wanted to try to prove to everybody. But I mean, clearly, Tebow, we knew you were trash.
1: It's funny though because he did remember when he won that playoff game. Yeah. And John Elway was like, "Yeah, we can look forward to him being the future." Our quarterback for this organization, as soon mm-hmm. as Peyton Manning became available, it was over. Yeah, same it was off for him. season, same
0: year, same offseason. Over for him, but um, I think I think what really capped off the game, aside from Lamar Jackson throwing throwing for over a hundred yards and rushing for over hundred, hey, yards. I was not what the Titans did all together.
3: Was, I think that's
0: something? Marcus oh. Peters getting the interception, and then oh, yeah, the yeah. defense running out on the Titans logo. Yeah, Got that penalty. It was worth it. It was worth some it. Some
3: people said it was. You know, even Ed Reed spoke out, said we need to win with class. Who we cares?
1: Whatever. Whatever.
0: What Listen, Ed Reed, you had your time. It's, it's, always, a, gonna somebody, yeah. it's, it's always gonna be some younger generation, man. everybody's not somebody. Are, gonna always do things the way y'all used to do it. You know. Somebody <laughs> gonna say. But that. here's the thing, though. Ed Reed can't say you got to win with class because when whenever Ravens will play the Steelers, they would take our terrible towels and step on them. So you know, I mean, you. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like them. you sound like a hypocrite. So you know, it's, I you, think
3: it was just it was. Well hey, this,
0: these these two they do yeah. not like each other. Yeah. They do not like each other at all. So I mean, it was I, worth the penalty. They knew yeah. what they
1: was doing before they did did it. They oh, knew yeah. they was gonna get the penalty, and they mm-hmm. knew that they could take that penalty, and it won't affect the outcome of the game. Definitely, definitely. why I didn't
3: even shake hands with him after he just. We yeah, knew it was yeah. static.
1: We, I thought it was gonna be a fight. I, I almost bet my man that it was gonna be a fight yeah. before the end of the game. But uh, I'm gonna point out one more thing, though. Too, it's only one other quarterback to uh, rush for 100 yards like that. You know what I'm saying? And Throw for that in the, in the playoffs. Oh, we know who that guy is. Yeah, I don't think Leah. I
3: don't
1: know who. Yeah, we knew. She, I knew she ain't. Know you might I be able to I guess. i to point that out. I, she I might be, to be able to guess. She might be able to guess. I I you don't... might be able to guess.
3: Um, no, I don't know. Go ahead.
1: Colin Kaepernick. Oh
3: wow! Shout out anyway. to
1: that black man. Too. <laughs> hey,
0: shout
1: out to him. You know what I'm saying?
0: Shout out to Cap, man. And then uh, moving on So the surprise victory that no one, I guess, but Cleveland thought could pull off was their victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got something to say about and that. And let me just tell y'all this, right? Because I know a lot oh of God. people were I looking to, to troll me. You can't troll someone that, one, has been looking at the season as really being like a fluke and really looking at them when they first went 11-0 and to – take that first L and really humble them. I also to, said this. I said, right? they could, yeah, I also said there's a slight possibility that they can lose in the first round. And I can see that happening because our offense is trash.
3: However, last right. week you did predict that y'all will win against the Browns, which we all suspected. Yeah, I,
0: you know what? And, and I did because, did because of Ben's record against them and then – it was just like, I did not expect him to come out and throw four interceptions. Uh-uh, I don't expect him to come five. out. No, he threw four. He
3: threw five.
0: He threw for 500 yards, and he I threw live for
3: five, but.
0: four interceptions. You can look about. it up. Right. I don't want you to be incorrect, though, on air. Um So, yeah, so there, there's really a lot of looming questions going into the offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, because will Ben come back for another year? But after that, it's just you got to really think about Ben's successor. All right, we know Mason Rudolph; he's not it for us. Yeah, nah, he's he's really nah. not. We need to <clears> fire <throat> our offensive coordinator and get a new one because our running game just has not been the same since we let Le'Veon go.
1: And that was what twenty? Was that fifteen? 16? That
0: was no. That was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, right? Right. Twenty eighteen, yeah. He ain't even been the same
1: since twenty eighteen. He hasn't been the same. That was a bad departure on both Right. Games.
0: Right. Yeah. So um. It's one of those things where it's just like, it's okay to out with the old and in with the new. You really have to start re- rebuilding. Gotta really look at it. Look at the Cleveland Browns. They're young. Are you still searching? It, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, That's thought was five, but. It, how, how many keep was on, it? Keep on No, on. how many was it? I, I can't, can't find, find it yet. You can't find it? See, please I help her out, please. I, I, I don't know why she's struggling. Okay. But anyway, um, Baltimore Ravens are young, Cleveland Browns are young, Cincinnati is young, Pittsburgh, you're still hanging on. How many was it? How many was it? All
3: right, it was four, but that's oh, okay. Okay, okay,
0: all right. Thank you. All right. I'm saying like I don't. I don't want you. I just don't want you coming on air thinking you, you was coming strong, but you was wrong. I
3: thought somebody said five. But,
0: but right. you can't. believe. you always believe in everybody. First, you believe that was Drake's hair. No, really, in the was... um pick, and now you believe in somebody thinking that Ben threw five interceptions. Come on, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you I, I give you nothing but the facts when I present this with the sports. All right, so just you know, it's okay. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> so now the Browns. Shout-out to the Browns, man. Um, they they came out ready to ball, and they did just that. They capitalized they on did. every turnover that was committed in that game. It started at the very beginning. The very beginning, and it was just downhill from there. So um, shout-out to them, and um, they'll now face the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Ravens will face the Buffalo Bills. So good <laughs> matchups to look forward <clears throat> to this weekend. And then, uh, what, what was y'all take on, no, before we jump into that, so we, we've t- talked about this a few times, and we've actually talked about this in the beginning of the year when the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins yeah. to the Arizona Cardinals. We discussed the future of Deshaun Watson, and yeah. I'm always tweeting about Deshaun Watson because he is a young black quarterback in Houston. They are supposed to protect their franchise quarterback. When they drafted him, they looked at him as the franchise quarterback, right? Yeah. Since entering into the league, that man has been sacked, I don't know how many times, but the amount of times that he's been sacked, that that should not happen. And he's only been in the league for probably, what, three, three, three seasons? Yeah, because he was in the same seasons. draft as Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so it's like... You're not really doing anything to protect your franchise quarterback. Same yeah. with Cam Newton when he was in Carolina. They weren't really doing much to protect their franchise quarterback. And that's why Cam just isn't Cam anymore. We don't see yeah. that reigning MVP Cam that we saw beforehand. So it's like now, it's good. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston.
2: And I can, see that.
0: I can see that happening. Let me run my hands. Listen,
1: if the Chicago Bears are out there listening... Don't make the same mistake twice. If you can get this guy, get this guy. But here's the thing. What would Chicago give up to get him? Because they would have to give up a lot. I will give them every quarterback we have. <laughs> Anything else they need. <laughs> Anything else well, they need.
0: Well, here's no what. Man. So, there, there were reports, and I, I don't know how true this is, but, like, the reports stated that, um, you know, there could be a quarterback swap between Houston and Miami. So, it will be uh mm-hmm. and Deshaun Watson and probably a few other draft picks or something like that, but I, I don't know why they do that. but maybe. I don't know why either, but I mean, hey, it, you know, NFL, right? In the NFL, anything could happen, Um, but I want to get y'all take on this because I'm pretty sure you all heard about this. So uh, Bill Belichick, he declined the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald Trump. Now, we mm-hmm. all know that he and Donald Trump are really good friends, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get your take on this. He declined it, you know, because of the incident that took place last week. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was your reason behind it. So of course, you know, as an American citizen, you understand everything that's going on. Now, cool, you declined it. But here's my take on it. You're friends with Donald Trump. Very good friends. So you know what he's about. I understand why you declined it. Right. But you know the type of man he is. You knew it. You still continue to be friends with him, though. So it's kind of like, all right, I get it. You don't want to accept it on the behalf of, you know, what took place. But yet, you would continue to still be friends with this man.
3: You can be friends with people who you don't say agree with their beliefs or practices. Um,
0: nah, not really. Because I mean, if, if... I mean,
3: that, but you can though. I mean, you, that's... You, I mean, you really <laughs> you can. can. Yeah. That's, that's,
0: that's like saying you could be friends with somebody who, who finds it okay. That's like in their 50s or something to sleep with somebody who's underage. I'm not going to be friends with you.
3: Are we comparing someone who commits a criminal act?
0: I, I mean, We're but he's also him. but Donald We're Trump is also criminal.
3: but to the criminal acts degree. too. We're
0: so about Donald Trump.
3: And again, we don't even know to the extent of their friendship. We don't.
0: And we do they're, they're very close friends. Like they're them, their best friends. Like every like everybody knows that. He's good friends him. with Donald Trump. Robert Kraft is good friends with Donald Trump. Like so, it's not it's not as if like they're just saying like you know how some people get when. They don't really know you, but they say they know you, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, We're not friends. Nah, they're associates. They're acquaintance. That's it. I mean,
3: for me personally, if I would necessarily be friends with people whom I may question their certain beliefs that I may not agree with, but, that, but there are some people who have friendships where they're very different people, and they have very different lifestyles, but they still accept this person for who they are. I mean, they don't I mean, people like that. I mean,
0: yeah, you do, but it really depends. It, it depends on your lifestyle and like what I could find tolerable for me to accept like okay I can tolerate that or nah so, that's okay, not so really so that's subjective
3: then because then we can say for Bill Belichick what he did choose to agree with Donald Trump with versus he doesn't this is one of the things he probably wasn't okay with
0: so let me just
1: answer this you know what I'm saying straight to the point
3: mm-hmm.
1: unacceptable too that little too he, late um, are, are... too little too late he's done more than enough for, for this to be the thing that the Strouda broke camel's back. Right. It's like okay, whatever. There should have been a starter broke camera's so back. So pause. I'm gonna ask, I'm on that. About.
3: So then Twitter should have been banned him. Then why are you just banning him now and all these other white I man feel platforms? the same way. Okay. I feel I feel the same I feel way about, about that. It's, that. A,
0: it's almost like you know some of the Republicans who were with him when he started now they they're all you know all right. out of it
1: they're
0: resigning. so it really isn't about you guys
3: know it really isn't about Trump.
1: But for for Bill Belichick, I'm trying to see the correlation. For the other people, it's like all right. I kind of get it, you know, before right. his, you weren't you were on his cabinet and shit like that. And now, you know, he's probably about to be impeached before they swear in the new president, whatever. And they are trying to save face. But for Belichick, it's like it it almost didn't matter regardless. Cause I think coach. he's trying
3: to save face, too. But, like but that, that's
1: said. what I'm saying. Like, I, I could I, I can I, I would want to think that. But I'm like, how would it benefit? I'm trying to see the mm-hmm. benefit. How it benefits him doing this now. Yeah. rather than doing it a long time ago like he could have. just like that
3: i mean that goes to what we just talked about how does it benefit anybody now Versus but donald know, trump has been doing these things but that's from what i'm saying like how the people, much has he tweeted
1: i'm not i'm talking about literally like the people that he appointed in his cabinet and all of that stuff they're trying to save political face they may they may be like oh if i condemn him now before this is over or whatever i may have a be able to get a job somewhere else I, I understand that wouldn't work for me but i understand that but for bill belichick it's like you're an nfl head coach in doing this, where is the benefit for you?
3: Because I think he feels like if unless he accepts this and what that would be like, you know, the backlash he might I get. understand that,
1: but they've been they've been friends right. the entire time. Well, that's
3: what I'm saying. I think what we're saying applies to everybody across the board. That I think everybody's trying to save face. Face has nothing to do with just trying to dissociate themselves with Donald Trump because now we disagree. Nah, yeah. they're doing it now to save face.
1: Yeah, I see what I you're think. saying. I'm saying it's a difference when you were of like in politics. You're trying to save face so that you can get another political job, versus Bill Belichick, who isn't in politics. Well,
3: I mean, some people. I don't, I don't, I'm trying
1: to understand his reason for trying to save face. That's all.
3: Well, you know, politics goes across. They they cross lines. Clearly, politics have been a part of football now. For how many years? Um, five. Okay. So uh, it's not like Bill I mean, Belichick
1: been a coach for like two decades or so. Well, now <laughs> like,
3: that well now that it is across lines.
1: I mean, it's been a cross line. He's been friends with Trump. Mm-hmm. He could have been, I don't know. I all still don't see I it. Been I still don't right. see it. It's but. a difference, though, when you're a coach and you're a politician. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, hey, that's what it is. Moving on, uh, college football game was Monday night. And if you missed that, uh, it was Alabama taking on Ohio State. And um, for those who picked Alabama, I know I'm one of those folks who picked Bama to win the game. I just didn't expect them to beat Ohio State by 28 points. And in the first half, I mean, it, it was it was good. It was a good matchup. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is going to be a good game. But Ohio State, I mean, yeah, oh, I can say that. But Ohio State, they just didn't have an answer for Heisman Trophy winner, wide receiver, Devontae Smith, who was just killing them. I mean, before he got injured, he had 12 catches for over 200 yards with three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. That was like the first half stats. That was the first half. If he did not get hurt, the man probably would have ended the game with about 20 catches and over 400 receiving yards. It was just ridiculous. Your quarterback had over 400 passing yards. That boy is good. I I mean, what
1: more can you ask for? And the crazy thing is, Ohio State fought. They fought. They, they were trying. They tried the whole game. They definitely they did. Just, Alabama just kept running away right. Right with
0: it. They definitely did, man. So um, Nick Saban. That's What's his that's sixth six? national championship. In how many years? It's less than 20. Yeah, because he um, he won his first one, I believe it was 2012. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, no, I, 2009. Right. And then once they started the college football playoffs, he won it in 2015. I mean,
1: 2012, 2015, and then
0: 17. The man and, has a streak. Yeah, a I street. mean this, yeah. The man has a streak. He, he, he turned range. that, I, I will say he turned that um Alabama program around. Oh. And oh, my bad.
2: My bad.
1: He got seven national championships. Who was the? He got 2003.
0: 2009, 2011,
1: 12, 15, 17, and now 20. Okay. That
0: bad boy man. is dip LSU in 03. That is right. Yeah, he was a coach at LSU. That is right. Okay. Man. All right. That's a bad man. That's a bad man. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. And then um, with news, of course, and we'll actually discuss it. But, of course, everyone knows the events that took place last week um, at the Capitol, um, which was disturbing, frustrating to watch, disgusting to watch. A little comical. Right. Uh, A lot lot comical. do, Do you have any?
3: I don't know why people were so shocked, like, oh, it couldn't have been us, we couldn't do that. What kinda of world what kinda of country we live in? But, so we built this country but it was never made for us. So I'm really not sure why yeah. people were so shocked, like of course there's white privilege. I think like, I think
0: it's I think it's more so like actually seeing what the officers were doing, it, sure. which is more so I like was, a slap in the face, like, damn, you standing sure. there taking selfies with them.
3: I was not surprised. But
0: I mean, we'll, sure. we'll get further into detail uh, later on tonight with our with our interview um, to really touch on this, because I know we have a lot to discuss and I know uh-huh. he has a lot to, to get off his chest as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on to some entertainment and, of course, uh still keeping our prayers out to dr Dre and his family and friends um he's still in the icu it's now been a week after suffering yeah, um, from man. a brain aneurysm mm-hmm. yeah. um Pray so you know J. prayers for dr Pray J, for man. J. moving on um a lot of broken hearts took place for this week <laughs> for
3: g- women yeah why you, you yeah. what you're saying
0: why you should see the way some women are you i'm pretty sure you've probably seen it on facebook as well i know um Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. Yeah, I'm
3: not. They, I make, think, it,
0: they make it official.
3: How do you make the sexiest man alive? I think Michael B. Jordan is so regular.
0: We know,
1: because you don't think tens exist. Right. He's anywho, definitely not a ten. Anywho. anywho at you know. all. like this. Shout out to Lori, yeah. out here wildin'. Lori out here wilding.
0: Lori out here wilding. She out here doing you know, her thing. But of course, you know, that's still, there's, still that loomy, there's still that looming talk that Lori is a hoe. But the thing is, is that when, when it comes to dating, you're dating. If you're if you're single, you're you're eligible for anyone, right? And that doesn't mean just because you're dating that you're sleeping with everybody. That does not mean. Why did
3: y'all say? Did? Where, didn't we did conclude that she was sleeping with these? Uh, yeah, I, definitely I think, think you think she did. did. I
0: definitely think she yeah, did. did. Uh, I, I know okay. Future Hit. Now am I gonna say Trigger tray Hit? Maybe, maybe not. If Future Hit, uh, tray Hit. All right. Now did Diddy and his son here. <laughs> that's the we question. We don't know. <laughs> that's a little crazy. That's the looming question. We don't know if father a and son. You, you know, don't know. Gotta could
3: she be perceived? that be
0: if that's as the- an
3: industry pass around. Absolutely. No. How can you be an industry pass around? Because
0: in her, but in her case,
3: what you mean in her case.
0: In her case, how can she be an? If I, the reason why I say that is because like she's choosing who she wants to. Date right? She's not being passed around or anything. She's she's like choosing. Okay, well, this is who I want to go. Because everybody date. wants her,
3: right? Right. So then that's. Meek Mill was her. on.
0: Lori was on Meek Mill's wish list.
3: So the pass around <laughs> is like you don't choose. Guys. You don't get that option. That person chooses you. Like I don't get it.
0: So it's almost like I got the idea. It's almost like okay. Um, drea Drea. is a pass around.
3: But how do we know who she's choosing versus who's choosing her? Because really? that it's all she tends to do all sports. Lori is doing industry. That's considered she's a industry she's in the industry. No,
0: but Michael Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he, he not a rapper. Industry, whether it, it's entertain, well, whatever I mean, entertainment, it, movies, sweet, music, whatever. But that's what I'm saying. She stepped out, so, so it's not as if like she's just dating all rappers. Like she's
3: industry is. All of that. I mean, yeah, of course okay. of course
0: you're gonna stick with somebody who understands like what it is that you now we don't know what she does or what she's you know, going that's Chris? the industry she's around. Those are the people that's
1: she's around. Industry. So I mean I mean I guess if you wanna look at it like that. That's like, you know what I'm saying, if you play a sport and you date people that play the sport and you're like, Oh, you pass around people from the sport. Mm-hmm. Whatever. This woman, you know, I'm not gonna knock her
3: either i I'm said not could not it be better. perceived that she's that yeah but she's doing what people do every day date uh, around and i mean do what they do nobody all kinda, of us do it so kinda, i mean not people, all of us, a lot of people but, do it.
1: a lot of people do it a little bit differently and i think that's the okay that's how the we, right? what's different how that's what he do. was just trying to explain but I, let me i think i got the words for it though right all right why he was saying like you know she's being a little bit choosier like you know it's like you got some people that kind of take what they can get and then you got some people that take what they want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's one of the people that's taking what she's want. It's, it's a little bit more selective when you're taking what you want versus taking what you can get.
3: But, okay, so how do we know with these other, how do we define it with these other people and really don't know if they're being choosy too? How do we How do we know Drea didn't choose her, her mates? I mean, we don't she, know. I
0: mean, she she could have. No, nah, Dreya just like them NFL niggas. How doing? I don't
3: could be seeing any a, difference. It's a, it's between injury injury yeah, she's with uh. But well, Lori she's with, got um, a new. One, so what's the difference? What's the what's difference? I'll name, tell you the difference. Uh, so tell me the difference, for, uh, please. The
1: yeah. All right. What's the difference? Cause I don't see it. I, I know. The difference, though, in choosing, though, is like it's, it's it's as simple as getting who you want. If a whole bunch so of who people, let me let me finish. Let me
2: not getting what she wants.
1: You're not looking at the difference and me seeing getting what you want, just because you can want something that's. It's the difference between who wants you and who you actually go after. If, if you can have a bunch of people, it's probably a bunch of people that Dre would want that she can't get with versus Lori, who whoever she wants, she can get with. Back.
3: But okay, but we saying difference. but we don't know particularly <laughs> who Drea wants what she don't want. Okay. I don't she see started. the difference. All we she know is we see people Drea's dating this in person from the industry, that person from the industry, Lori's doing the same thing. There is no difference. Okay. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's how you perceive the women differently. How Drea is perceived and how Lori's perceived. That's why I think it's coming Either from way the It, guy. it and doesn't Lori, look different. And in it's
1: that difference in her life. So is Drea. And, and in that in that difference. Found,
0: Draya is like,
3: Drea also
0: sleeps with
3: multiple. Twenty, people. not no. You know, I think I think, I think we know I, she, you think we're sleeping with. She oh, says she, it. Okay, she, she, so we okay. She while me. she says that we don't, she Lori could be sleeping, But Lori could be sleeping with them too.
0: So you, you gonna sit and here and tell discretion. me? So are you gonna sit here and tell me that you didn't know Drea was a hoe?
3: I'm not saying nay, but we also assuming what Lori's doing, what she's not doing. Well I'm just we're saying, we're not assuming
0: anything. This is
3: what I'm saying to you guys. is this is why you guys are saying it's a difference because you do know for one history, from one is mystery. We don't know. But just looking at the facts itself that Drea's dating around the industry, Lori's dating around the industry, it's the same thing. It's just how you guys look at Drea versus how you guys look at, I mean, at no, Lori. It's not,
0: the, it's not the thing. The thing is is that for is. for Drea we know it's that you we're, know we're making a, we're making assumptions that, that I you said
3: assumptions, That's all I'm saying.
0: I'm talking about for Lori. Because Lori doesn't speak out on anything. Okay, let's take Drea, away. Take away. No, Dreya speaks Drea. out. On, okay. so we know take what away, she does. Take so that's away. why we know take that, that she's out. Old. Though
3: take that out.
0: Can't she, take that out.
3: You can't you because she's can't, dating can't around.
0: You can't what take is that she, out because
3: Lori could be sleeping with these people.
0: Could be Depends until she, she until she acknowledges it. But Dreya acknowledges so it. So does is the industry cast around to meaning you you sleeping
3: with them too? How do you guys? How do we define pass around? To me, how I define a pass around is just you bouncing from one to the next to the next in industry. But maybe we have different definitions for pass around.
1: No, we don't. I don't know. You just being a little bit more, Aaliyah ish, today. That's a good thing to call it.
3: Well, <laughs>
1: Aaliyah. Yeah, cause cause you need an adjective now. So um, if we can tie, we can we can probably go back and, you know, make a list of the people that. Lori's been tied to, right? Okay. And we can go back and make a list of people who Drea has been tied to. All right. One of those lists is not like the other. Because? It's longer, first of all.
0: Go ahead and say, we don't know.
1: You know, that's what I'm going to Go do the go Aaliyah.
3: Ahead. We can't. i who actually Lori poses. We don't know who she's dating in between. I'm okay, just saying. So but that's you're not saying Aaliyah-ish. That
1: you're saying that with a connotation as if the list is up to par with Drea's.
3: I don't personally know Dre's list, but how are you defining the list? Are you saying the caliber of men or the type no, of men? No, I'm
1: literally talking about the number. Okay,
3: well, what? We That's know. why I
1: said one is longer than the other, from what we know, and also we've seen people literally like make it public that they're dating Lori. That's how we be knowing that she be seeing these people, versus Adrea We know of a longer list, and it's not really the same. Where it's like people making it in public that they're dating Drea. You Does just that you about,
3: not make you more of a pass around? Because that makes, not, people that, are not saying, now claiming? Of, you?
1: That kind of makes it a difference between like somebody that you just like, oh, I probably just slept with this woman versus I'm actually seeing this woman. I think we all know the obvious. So I
3: guess the industry pass around there. is that you're sleeping with these people in the industry. That defines, that makes the difference versus just dating different people in the industry. Is that defining the difference? Help me um, out, because that's what I don't know what the difference
1: is. I see. I don't. Here's do the you, thing. As you know matter of fact,
0: here, here's... I, I, you know what? I could better explain it to you, right? For what Lori... Because I, I would say any man in this world will want to date Lori, right? What Lori has done to the men that we have named, she made them do things that they probably wouldn't do with... Any other woman? They were right? essentially all couples, right? Versus so these were these were men who were actually looking to. Well, if she gets the surprised for having a
3: future claim her. So
0: I mean, that's a winner right there. So it's it's not about her being an industry pass around because she probably just didn't want more than what they wanted. And I know for future, we all know future probably got like Here's the same my kids. thing. I'm not <laughs> She wasn't trying to be baby mom number eleven, you know? I'm saying she perception did, because bad. we
3: you just said, not just shit, but Lori people see her as a whole. Which is what I say, can it be perceived that way? Mind you, I said perceived as said, an no. industry pass around. Yes. Do I knock what she's doing? No. But I said perception, it can be perceived that way. If that's the case, people want to have the narrative about her, if it's not that yeah. perception. That's all I'm trying to say. I
1: think we knew you were saying that. All right, so and I was at a I, and, and I think we were saying that no to what you said.
3: You guys may disagree with that, but I'm just saying that is the perception. That's the perception. People say that she's a hoe. That's the perception. Well, we That's all I'm know, saying.
0: Well, we all know okay. who was a hoe. And the album was exceptional.
3: Yeah,
0: Jasmine Sullivan, her album dropped on Friday and from beginning to end dope Can rock with it. Some of it rock with it listen man
1: if you want to hear somebody sing just go put some jasmine you know?
0: on yeah that album everything that she album did was thing. everything
1: she did her thing even her features they came through yeah and did what they had to do
0: definitely did and it wilded out she had some good features definitely did man and um moving on uh, Diddy's LA home was burglarized. Uh, you know what? what? I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think that like this is starting to become like an inside hey, thing because like, in the, the '90s Close.
1: breaking into people's homes, right?
0: Like it, it got to be close circles. Good man. kid, man City. I, I had no idea. And of course, this is something that I really wanted to to discuss before we um before we go into our interview. And if you have not saw what was trending over the last few days. Listen, the Busted Challenge, the mm-hmm. Busted Challenge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to say shout out to the women that participated, mm-hmm. shout out to the women who had something to bust, mm-hmm. for the women who didn't have anything to bust, I ain't going to make no fuss, but it's just not for you. In the challenge we trust. That's a whole fact. And it's okay. Everything's not meant for everyone. Listen. But shout out to y'all.
1: I wanna say I probably only seen two that was that weren't good. You know what I'm saying? I saw three. I saw I a saw couple. Three. People. Yeah, I saw a I'm couple glad people I'm glad I didn't see that third one. I, um, I, I saw a couple people
0: one. whose ass wasn't moving. Um you know what I'm
1: saying? I am think I think I wanna give this challenge the I think I wanna give it the trophy. Mm. This might be the number one. I'm 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 trying to think back on the challenge. Oh, this challenge? Yeah. And I don't know, man. I can't really think of I can't really think of another challenge that's up there with this one. And it's been some great challenges.
0: Mm-hmm. This 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 is definitely, this is definitely one of those challenges I rock with. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. But um, yeah, man, I bet Leah, did you get to catch the challenge? You you did? Oh, I did. What, what 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 was your take? What was your take on it?
3: Well, you know, it is, it is what it is. Did y'all see the mom and the daughter? Of course, that we see that. was mom not and a mother. Daughter.
0: That was not a mother. Favorite one. That was not a mother. But
3: did you see the one with the twist of the people from the capital that fell? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. Of course. I saw that. I but
0: yeah, that, that mom, I, listen, the mom and the daughter. Do- she was bomb. She was
3: bomb. Listen. They
0: both. Hey. Mad for but yeah, I got I got a few winners. I got a few winners. But yeah, it was one of them things I, I I definitely enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed it. See, you it... know what I'm saying? This is see, this is what I'm saying. This is like Listen, they man. they brought back the this is like B T uncut except we ain't got to wait till three a.m. and Dang. sneak and watch
1: it. Listen, man.
0: Ladies, shout out to y'all.
1: Ladies, y'all y'all went. Y'all, y'all got the y'all got the championship. Y'all went undefeated out here. Hold that's a whole
0: fact. That is a whole fact, man. But listen, that's all we have for what you're mixing up. We're now going to jump into our interview for the night. And again, uh, this is an LU alum. So this is family right here. So this is my my good brother, my good brother Carlton, who we who we just lost on the phone. But it's all good because we're going we're going to get him back on. All right, all right, all right, Carlson. So we definitely appreciate you calling in. What's going on? What's going on with everybody? Hope everybody doing well. Staying safe out here. Uh yeah, we're doing the best that we can, but we hope you're staying safe out here. So, you know, brother, I'll give you. Brother, brother, brother. brother. Uh, yeah, man, definitely. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and allow you to introduce yourself and let everybody know what it is that you um that you do, and uh, we'll we'll jump into our t- tonight's interview. All right,
4: cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm Carlson. Um, for those who don't know me, and uh, I work for the Metropolitan Police Department, known as MPD. And yeah, 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 I've been working there for a little over five years so far.
1: Well, uh, first, first off, uh, shout out to you. You know, I don't, I don't meet too many Carlton's in this world. You know, I got the same name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to that first and foremost. <laughs> for real, we out here.
0: Uh, yeah, man, definitely. So I appreciate you taking the time to um, to get in the mix with us. So I definitely wanted to have you on an episode and shout out to my sis city for presenting this idea. And I thought it was. Like, yeah, I thought it was a great idea to have you on because you're a young African-American police officer. And of course, you know, with with everyone's mindset, with how they feel about police officers, whether they're white or black, um, how, how, how's your experience been? Because there was, because there was a video of you that, um, that circulated on Twitter. And, um, of course it was a young black kid, um, who was, you know, trying to get aggressive with you. Um, so, so, so how, how was that for you? Um, what's crazy, um,
4: about that video. So it's this a uh, known guy. He, he gets off of like, you know, recording police interactions but one thing he didn't know um, is that I'm, I'm well plugged into my community, so they already know what time it is. And I also grew up in that area in which that video was taken. <laughs> but um, a backstory was so basically, um, the young man who I was um, getting into it with, his friend um, was like selling whatever, marijuana, whatever, selling something inside of McDonald's. And then the owner of the McDonald's confronted him. And like he almost spit on her. She didn't even want to press charges. She just wanted him like bar from it, you know, McDonald's. So um, they called me because that's my area, and uh, I pulled up. And um, I'm speaking to her, and uh, so I told I told him I'm like, "Hey guys, for referral, like which which your man did was unacceptable, and all she want to do is just bar. You do not want to press charges because she could have for simple assault." And, um, as I was trying to get the information and try to escort them out, there was just like a lot of tension going on, like F you and who you think you are. Like, I don't have to do nothing, make me do it and this and that. So we were going back at it for like 10 minutes before we ended up outside. And then, um, you know, at that point I just asked for a couple of my partners to pull up, you know, to mitigate the situation, make sure I don't get out of hand. So, um. The young dude was just out of pocket, so at that point he had to go to juvenile processor. He had to, because um, even when I told him he was barred from the location, they was out. he was outside for a little bit, he even went back inside. He was like, yeah, what you gonna do now? So yeah, as, I, as we were like detaining him to take, to take him to the juvenile processor center, that's when you see the little dude, um, the taller dude, like, approach me and like push me or grab me or whatever the case is, and like beyond the police, beyond the police profession, whatever the case is. I'm from that area. I know a lot of people from that area, so it wasn't my thing to pepper spray him, those like punt, like you know what I mean, like pull out my weapon and none of that. It was like okay, I'm about to check you, like I check my little brother because this is unacceptable. My little brother is older than you. We're going, to, we're going to establish this disrespect level, not even from a police or civilian aspect, but from somebody that's older than you, twice your twice your age, um, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna establish this respect level right now because you're already in a wrong. And what the issue is, society has already told you that you can do whatever you want. But as an older brother, I'm going to make sure that you know what you're doing is wrong, and you step into me. It's not oh, it's a professional police citizen thing. It's like brother to brother, and I had to establish that line. He was like, "Oh, you should have did this and that." I feel like I did enough. I didn't mm-hmm. have to. He didn't have to go to jail. He didn't have to get. You know what I mean? Right. As, as long as he understood what what was going on, and that him and his boys is in the wrong. You don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're um. How's your experience been? Well, actually, beforehand, um, what what made you decide that you wanted to be become a cop?
4: Oh, nice, nice, nice. So basically, um, so while at Lincoln, you know, I went to school and studied biology. Mm -hmm. That was that was my thing. So um, I definitely wasn't going to take the medical route. I was more environmental, and um, it's it's a series of events. So I had an internship. Wasn't really feeling it. And then around the time I was doing the internship, uh, it was my sister, myself, and a friend of ours was leaving Howard University, and we were on our way to um, our grandparents' of which lives in Oxford, our grandparents lived in Oxford Hill. And um, I was pulled over by a police officer, PG County actually. And um, I was trying to figure out for the life of me why they pulling me over. And the crazy thing is, I was literally, like, near my grandparents' house. You can see the mailbox. And if the officer took the time out to actually look at my license and look at their mailbox, he would know I'm literally, like, within my family's, like, residence. But he didn't do all that. He told, me to, he told me to pull out my license and registration. And I'm asking him questions. And we're going back and forth. He told me not to get smart with him. I'm, and I told him. The last thing I remember in that situation, as far as we talking to them, was like, Oh, I didn't get smart with you yet. Next thing you know, I'm getting yanked out of the car, kept his his partner punched me. Wow. And it all it was it was crazy, man. It was crazy. So after all that transpired, my uncle who been working for NPD for probably at that time like nine years, was like, Man, you need to utilize that degree and join uh, the department. This is after I went to court, and they threw out the case because the officer that initially stopped me had pending investigations or, like, you know, prejudice and all Mm -hmm. this other craziness. So, um, at first, I didn't really entertain it, but I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing my internships and stuff like that. So, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and apply for this department and then, you know, focus on uh, the... The more like forensic side of it but also it'll give me an opportunity and a platform because it'll take like three years in order for me to even switch over from an officer to join the forensic team to uh, make sure nobody experienced the same thing I experienced in that mm-hmm. moment because it was crazy it was crazy my sister literally next to me crying and they was telling her if if she's too loud they're gonna lock her up too Wow! For for noise at night, if any, they said specifically, if any, if your grandparents' neighbors come out, we are going to lock you up for noise at night. That's ridiculous. It was, was, yeah, it was, it was bad, man. So, and i at first, I'm like, yo, this has to be a calling or whatever the case is. And then, like, a couple years later, and a couple uh, incidents later, I just knew this was my calling, and I'm, glad I answered the call for that. Because I would have never guessed And people who I went to school with, grew up with, would have never
2: guessed
4: this would be what I had. So it's so deep to me, mm-hmm. it was
1: so right. Man. It was great. Yeah, I got. It. So I got a. I got a question for you because you were on. Uh, you were there last summer, like during the protests and everything for the Absolutely. Black Lives Matter, right? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, from day one. So what's, what's some of the, I'm, I'm sure you have like a firsthand experience at like the difference in the way that that situation was treated versus now. Can you speak man. on that?
4: Man, man, man. Um, so I would start off by saying like, wow, like, you know, you got to understand with Black Lives Matter, the, the protest man, it's a place of, of anger. It's a place of hurt. It's a, it, it comes from a place of something. It it comes from a place of something. It does. And it makes sense. I can resonate with it because I was a product of police brutality. So I understand it and I understood what was going on. Whether people was looting or whatever the case is, hey, it is what it is. This is you trying to reach national attention and let people know like we are serious about this. And everything that transpired Wednesday I couldn't wrap my mind around it. It was chaotic, it was barbaric for me. It was very animalistic. And the only the only good thing I can say about that
0: whole movement, that whole terror I call it a terrorist attack. It's crazy. Right. And, only because I
1: that's what it was. <laughs> that's and what that's it was. exactly what it was. It's attack of 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 our
4: democracy. Is the, the, the capital of the United States. That capital, same capital, is etched on my badge. The only positive thing that came out of that was it showed not only our country, but nations across the world how of a dystopian society with yeah. like uh, an act of oppression that we're going through, but now it's highlighted. That was the only good thing that came out of that. Mm-hmm. It was it, it, it was messed up, man. And and um, when everything when the dust settles and everything um, and everything is for the most part pretty calm and relaxed, I think a lot of officers and even blue collar workers, metro drivers, uh, custodian people, custodian workers that worked in the Capitol, interns we're going to have to really sit back and decompress from this situation because it was horrible. I never, out of all the time since um, the protest he brought in because of uh, George Floyd, George Floyd, um, I never witnessed nothing so barbaric that I felt for my life, literally. I literally
0: felt for my life. Yeah, especially with you, like, being there firsthand, like, hands-on, physically, like, face-on with, you know, these white supremacists and what, you know, what they're looking to do. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure for you, it, you probably had a lot of mixed emotions going on through your body at that point. I was point. mad, bro. I was mad. I
4: was mad. And it still burns me up. It still burns me up. And it's not just from, uh um, these extremist groups. Wow, I'm just upset. It was just a level of support, not from my department, but from the federal level. It just burned me up because we went into that crowd um, and uh, I I, I, uh, listened to an interview from somebody from the National Guard or whatever the case is, and they said that they were put on traffic posts and this and that. I came from a traffic post, as well mm-hmm. but at least we had a backup strategy in play and then we were put in the center of it and from there the fight was on we didn't have time to prep we just knew we needed to secure the capital and we had to fight through whatever came our way
1: did you, you know? did you see it was there like a difference in the way that some of the people protested uh treated like you versus some other officers that were probably white Mm,
4: mm, mm, mm. That's a good question. I mean, because it was one point in time. Because, of, and this is what the the uh, the media didn't really show too much. They show initially how, like, um, Capitol Police. Because um, I also want to make it know, Capitol Police is a different entity from um, the Metropolitan Police Department. It's two different entities. Um, the capital Pol- The Capitol Police is responsible solely for the federal building of the Capitol and a pro, in a proximity around the Capitol. So they mm-hmm. have their own K nine unit. They have their own rapid response. They have their own this, they have their own that. Um, so I just want to uh, make that clear. Um, but as we was pushing through and, um, we made our way to the entrance of the Capitol and, um, that's when we were able to get everybody that was in front of that front, the the, uh, the front lawn of the Capitol, inside the Capitol building, locked the door, and he busted the window out. And um, the fight was on. The fight was on. And then that's when one officer, and we, we didn't even notice because it was so chaotic, one officer was dragged out. He was dragged out from our line into the chaos outside. Mm-hmm. I almost was dragged out. And tipped. And I um and I saw videos of him um like getting stomped out, stomped out, stomped out. Wow. And it hurt yeah, it, it was crazy. Dang. It 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 just messed me up. And he was he was a white officer and it was to the point I'm not gonna even lie, it's like if I had been dragged out there when I and, and it was people protecting him. It was it was actually people in that audience protecting in that crowd protecting him. And and I'm not gonna lie, it, it crossed my mind if I was in his position would I have received the same the same help or would could have been worse? Right. I, I just don't know. I right. Just don't right. Know. Right. That. Yeah, it was crazy. It it, it
1: was crazy. I got a, I got another question for you too because from yeah, from bro. from uh, and from our perspective, as you know, the people that just seen stuff online, yeah, 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 um, yeah. it it looked like there were some officers that were on the same side as some of the protesters. Did did it did, like did you see any of that? Oh, you
4: talking about from Capitol Police, like letting them inside the gate and stuff like that? Yeah, and,
1: like there they were some people do they, do they do said do were directing things. them, taking taking selfies. Yeah. So before, before, um, before we got the call to help out Capitol Police, we didn't know.
4: We didn't know any of that, you know. Right. So, but the next day, um, you know, amongst ourselves, we send each other videos and stuff like that, and we seeing those videos of people wearing a hat and like directing people where to go. If I can be completely honest, it's like a slap in the face. It was a slap in the face because this is one of those things like. Yo, we are here because MPD is like the Metropolitan Police Department. So we're gonna show up here and try to help out as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But for us to have to double down and pick up the slack from y'all, and then I see images of y'all taking selfies. Right, right. And y'all directing people on where to go and y'all opening gates and y'all doing this and y'all doing that and this and I heard specifically somebody say um, I don't agree with it but I respect it it's like yo, it's a huge slap in the face because out of my squad of 20, 20 something half of us is out on, on, on like well half of my squad is out on injuries ranging from concussions broken something this and that and it's it was a complete slap in the face and because if y'all was going to go like that then what was the point of us assisting God, like holding the, holding it down? we mm-hmm. trying to, because we was barely getting through that because of the numbers, and but we had to do what we had to do. But then I also had to have to say, while we were um, going through all that this whole ordeal, man, it was some capital police officers without helmets, without masks, that were holding it down. They're a little older, I remember too. Um, one was an African American male, older gentleman, and we were trying to hold the line originally. Originally, and, and like broke in in like broken, and then we had to reestablish an, a line. That's because everybody was rushing in, all like the right. the the terrorists or extremists, whatever you want to call it. Either way, suits that crowd. Um, they do like a bottle of water or something at him, and he tried to run back in there and do what he wanted and handle what he needed to handle. But I had to pull them back like, bro, once you go in this crowd, you may not be coming back. And um, so I can't completely say all of Capitol Police officers didn't do what they needed to do because they definitely showed up and they did what they needed to do. And it was also a, a older female. She was like on the brink of retirement, but she was getting pepper spray. She cleared her eyes. She got back in it. And, this, and I'm like, yo, you need a helmet. Like, you know what I mean? So I can't say it was all Capitol Police, but from the images I saw of people wearing those hats and like praising them and taking selfies and you know, all of that, it, it's a complete slap in the face, not only to um, us, but their fellow, their fellow co-workers who, they, who, who wasn't going to stand for that. And they're trying to protect a building that was sacred to them, that's sacred to all of us and sacred to democracy. And
2: it was just sickening to
3: me. So it was I have a.
4: Much so
3: I have a question. Um yes, Do you know if any of these police officers have been reprimanded? Because here we are trying to gain trust, but we see police exactly. officers taking selfies and participating in yeah. these events. So how will we, as a, a let's just say, just the pop, the general population, how are we supposed to perceive officers when we? we've seen these images like what has taken place yeah. afterwards like we see that these um you know people have been arrested we you know for the again yeah. for the population but what about police officers do you know what has taken place in the aftermath
4: yeah so um, i think you you uh, pretty much based on uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with, you, um, with uh, like your question as far as like, it was an officer that was arrested and then two other or something like that was on administrative leave. Mm-hmm. But this is something I've was with constantly because while, we, the, while uh, the, the profession of law enforcement isn't going anywhere right now, it's not going anywhere. So trying to build that trust in the community and also trying to make this profession popular amongst minorities, mm-hmm. um, so that we're able to mitigate and we're able to level, level the playing field, it's been increasingly overwhelmingly hard because of instances like this. And it's like, we'll take a thousand steps forward. No, we'll take two steps forward. I was going to say a reason. thousand? I don't know about a thousand. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Please forgive me. I'm just going. Like, I'm just going. We'll take two steps forward, but then we'll take a thousand steps backwards because of that lack of trust, because you see some silly crap. Uh, go on like that mm-hmm. and it's just like at, at what point and we talk about reform and we talk about this and that and I guess like DC City Council thought it was really cool to make, take a kneel even Nancy Pelosi took a kneel with Kente Cloth on and to stand in, in solidarity wow. for the death right. of George Floyd but what right. is that really doing we really need to infiltrate a system that wasn't designed for us so we can look out for the common good of everybody.
3: How do you think you guys can go about that? Do you think that's even possible? That's a
4: hard question to ask. It's like, individually, you just got to continue to just do what you need to do and just set 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 an example. But then another part of that is actually police reform. And I'm not just talking about kneeling. And I'm not talking about just um, certain bands but on the federal level hold these municipals um, and these different police uh, organizations accountable just like we do with the FDA when it comes to a restaurant federally you gotta have a certain score in order to operate and if not then your restaurant or whatever get closed down we need something like that in place nationally and we need real reform and I feel like we're in the right direction because we got, we voted the right people in the Senate and we didn't send a majority
2: mm-hmm.
4: last time I checked. But at the same time, we really need to push real reform and not something just to appease and not just something that's going to just um, make people be quiet for for right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's that's a difficult question to answer because no matter what, it's something, something always going to happen for a lot of us to be like you know what this is crazy like how can i how can how can i or how can my family or friends believe in a system like this right right the only thing we can do is just be accountable on our own
2: Mm -hmm.
3: so you do believe there's good cops and bad cops exactly and then it goes
4: from this to that and then we start associating color and then this and that but for real, for real, if you ask me, it goes down to the hiring process and then making like our ratings and what we get annually as far as a, a police rating, uh, more public. Mm. And that's what it boils down to. So, you know, so people know who they're getting, what they're getting themselves into. Mm. This mm. is, it's, y'all, it's crazy. I, so. It's so beyond me. And it's, it's just frustrating at times.
0: So, so what are your thoughts on, um, defunding the police? Oh yeah. So at first, I'm not going to lie. When I first
4: heard the term defund the police, um, and this is like when the the phrase was pretty popular and I'm just Mm -hmm. like defund the police. Hold on, wait, you're talking about like already kind of resources from what I need in order to do my job because, uh. I'm crisis in the bench. I'm dealing with people with mental health. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, doing this. But then when I like really understood what it meant, I'm like, if you defund us, not only will we, it, it will give police officers a break so they're not too overwhelmed with so many responsibilities. I think I'm, I'm for it. I'm completely for defunding us to ensure that we have other resources to take care of certain situations. like. For instance, homelessness in D.C., I get calls for people sleeping in the lobby. And then it's like, hey, we don't want to call the police, but this person is sleeping in the lobby. And then if I call the shelter hotline, I'm telling them my location, well, because they're sleeping in the lobby, that's a building. We don't respond to a building situation. They got to be near like an establishment or something like that, or it got to be 35 degrees, or it got to be this. So if defunding us, will change the narrative of when it can help or assist a homeless person or something like that. I'm all for it because sometimes my hands are tied. I'm gonna kick somebody out this building. It's 35 degrees. They don't want to go to the shelter because it's dilapidated. They don't want to go to a shelter because it's riddled with drugs. They want—they don't want to go to a shelter because their property is not safe, or they can't bring their property inside because they try to. The shelter is so trying to keep up with the health code, and maybe that's all they know. Their property that they're lugging around daily. If we can have a better facility, and then we get—we're doing this and that to ultimately solve. And that's just one of the problems. I'm for it. I'm so for it. Cause sometimes my hands are tied. I it's agree with ridiculous.
1: that. I agree with that. I agree with that. They it's do ridiculous. And homelessness is just one step. Oh yeah. That's just one. You think you got mental health? Yeah. You think you got mental health,
4: man.
1: They depend on the police to pretty much know how to do all of it or deal with it. Not even know man. how
4: to do it. And some people aren't equipped to do it. Some people don't have the patience, yeah. sadly to say. And a lot Most. of people know they don't. Hey. A lot of people know they don't. But if we can, if by defunding us, we'll provide more money to an organization to better their services, especially with mental health, I'm all for it. Exactly, I'm all for it. Just make it make sense. Mm. It it can be very taxing and exhausting, but helping those people is also very rewarding, and what helps like to keep me going. To be quite honest,
0: have you um since since you said you've been in now for five years, have you yeah. found yourself like have you ever had an opportunity to really sit down you know with a white officer um, and actually you know have a one on one with them? about, you know, what goes on and how they uh, target African-Americans or the, the treatment towards African-Americans? Like, have you had a one-on-one conversation with someone about that?
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because one thing about me, I'm very transparent in, like, how I handle things. Mm-hmm. If something's not right, I'm very vocal about it. If something don't sit well with me, if I don't like how they treat it, a I a treat an individual or let's just say, like, Um, something went down and before it went down, somebody said something that didn't sit right with me. I'm very vocal about it. But um, one thing that really, really stirred the pot was like um, when the Black Lives Matter protests like pretty much erupted across the nation. And um, I wasn't on like a police line or anything, but it was a group of people who wanted to know where 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 I stood with the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And I decided to kneel. I didn't know me kneeling would have made, like, the Washington Post, et cetera, et cetera. So some of my coworkers are a little confused, like, hey, we're supposed to be, like, partisan. We're not supposed to pick sides or whatever the case is. So I had to explain to them. I'm like, to be quite honest, what's been going on since the time of, let's just say, slavery, it's, it's nothing new to anybody. But what people are trying to express is, people are trying to express that there is an unprecedented amount of African Americans being shot based upon fear by police officers or something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to explain that to them and let them know, like, hey, if we, if we in a situation where it's like an active shooter or something like that, or if somebody is like high or something or whatever the case is, I'm gonna have your back. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it comes to like me letting people know as an African American, as a black man in the United States, or if I travel abroad, I may free um I may uh, run into prejudice and I know how that can how that can I know the outcome of that, whether it's a police in the U.S. or abroad. So it's something I stand for. Now, if you get into specifics like how people implant themselves in the Black Lives Matter movement, movement to push their own agenda, that's a different story. But at the end day, I am a black person, and my life does matter because how 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 many times have we? been a product of police brutality because i have so i can identify with the movement so yes i took a knee and if 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 y'all need more examples not y'all but like my co-workers feel free to ask me any questions you had this doesn't mean i don't value the work that you do and since i've been working with you i noticed that you haven't been on some type of tip like that i'm just saying in general I'm going to stand for this movement because I know all too well how it feels to be on the opposite side when I didn't do a damn thing. Yeah.
3: That's actually good that you gotta identify with that. I mean, obviously you're you're a black man first before you're a police yeah, officer, yeah. so yeah, that's good that you, you know, know what, what I mean. But I wouldn't necessarily expect your your white co workers to identify or understand
4: mm-hmm. your yeah, position with that. You
3: that's, if Especially, anything, good education Yeah, for exactly. Them. Yeah. Like
4: my little department, not my little department, <laughs> let me stop. But my department actually, they try to be all inclusive when it comes to um, cultural diversity. Okay. And um, like, we'll take trips to the African-American Museum and stuff like that. But if somebody really wants to know and really want to understand uh, the experience of blackness in America, and it, they were really paying attention to it. Some do, but I know some probably don't. Yeah. Just like, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but for the most part, I want to work with people who are ignorant to the fact of trying to understand what we go through, you know? Like, yeah. if we do go to the African American Museum, I just see you on the first level just sitting there until the time going by. Versus you being interactive and you actually asking questions, and or I would really appreciate it. it's like, oh no offense, what what do they mean by like uh, uh, certain things and this and that? I'd rather people do that than versus versus them just be completely like removed or uninterested, because that's like I would I had to go to the Holocaust Museum and I was very intrigued and I wanted to learn more because I knew that was a population in which I will be policing, I want you to give me the same respect. So, more transparency from African-American officers to counterparts definitely help that whole scenario if you're not scared to do it. And you don't have to be disrespectful, you don't have to be overbearing, or you don't have to be too aggressive. It's just like, okay, we're working together, and we're going to be put in situations like what happened on Wednesday, and um, I'd rather for us to understand where we each come from versus, you know, uh, you just being completely removed or vice versa.
1: Yeah, that's a perspective I've never really thought that most or any police officers really had. Mm.
4: Mm. And I I understand that. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. This whole the policing thing is so deep. It's so deep. That's why I would never police anywhere else across the country because I don't know anywhere else across the country. I don't know the neighborhoods. I don't know the people. I don't know. And and that's just me personally, not to take away from anybody else because maybe they're comfortable learning and adapting to an environment. But me personally, I'm not going to uh, Newark Police Department or LAPD. I'm not doing it. Right. It's just not gonna
0: happen. Do you it's find it? Happens. Do you find it a little frustrating at times, where, um, because you're a part of like that, uh, police uh, community where, um, where you have folks who say like, you know, fuck the police. Do you find it frustrating at times where you may find yourself trying to defend not only yourself but some other good cops who are around.
4: absolutely 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 and um one thing i had to realize is like yo you just can't you can't you can't just entertain everything you can't entertain everything because literally it's it's somebody that um that i'm cool with and my brother's he's a whole radical old radical, he don't believe in the system, he don't believe in anything, but he still check in, and there'll be times he posts something, and I'm like, bro, for real, for real, and we cool, and it's, it's, it'll be times where I'll be like, yo, bro, I want to really just, like, where are you coming from, you confusing me, bro, I'm, I'm confused, you know what I mean, but I'm like, sometimes, you gotta just let people vent, and let people do what they gonna do, and, um, yeah, it happens all the time. Let's just say, like, I just so happen to be in the shade room or something like that, and then something happened, and then I, I see comments, and then people that I'm cool with and close with say certain things. I'm like, yo, really? You just asked me about a parking ticket the other day. Like, are you serious? But it's not my point. It's not my place. It's not my place when people get to that point because everybody feel – I mean, everybody have the right to feel how they feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: you know so I, I have to accept that and just like they have to accept I'm I, i I'm in the profession that I am as long as the mutual respect is what it is but sometimes I do get frustrated I just gotta put my phone down cause I'm like come on now you already know how I operate right? you already know how I go so for you to be going that hard it's like damn but I get it though I get it I get it I get it I get it cause I was a little bit salty after my little police experience Mm-hmm. I wasn't like ask all police though, but I
0: was like, "Yo, this is ridiculous! Like, what? I'm not, nah." You know what I mean? Yeah, cause I, I mean, I, I will say, uh, if <laughs> if I get assaulted by a police officer, I, I'm not going to sit there and think about it and then, and then end up like joining them up because, we, because we really think about it, it's almost as if like when you're looking to try to bring out the good, it's it's. difficult only because when you feel like it's just you trying to play Superman and really show everyone that hey you know I'm not like everyone but you're still going to be put in that box oh yeah but the the thing with me
4: was I also had an uncle. definitely helped like my family down and he was an officer with the same department. Mm-hmm. and then I already knew where he came from. I already knew my uncle wasn't he wasn't the cleanest guy. I know he was a wild dude growing up. I already know the circumstances. We didn't grow up from the best, yeah you know I mean we didn't grow up like that. Mm-hmm. But then he was also taking care of my family. He's also still solid, you know what I mean? So it's like it's like all right cool I, I understand it so i'm not mm-hmm. about to box everybody based on my experience because i know my uncle
2: wouldn't do that right
4: he wouldn't do that
2: he didn't teach me to do that my family didn't teach me to do that
4: so yeah so it was conflicting at first mm-hmm. it was conflicting at first but i'm like you know what i'm gonna do what i gotta do let's 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 see let's see what the outcome of this will be and boy this is crazy so i I would Definitely. say how many times I thought about you know what I'm about to just go ahead and use my degree and get a job off the coast of Honolulu and and be worry free and just do and just do like water samples and fish and you know and and do like a civilian job but mm-hmm. it's, it's not I don't foresee that really happening. It's really a call, and I, it's just so weird because every time I'm trying to shake the call, something happened like Wednesday, and I'm just like, "Yo, this is crazy," and it helps to solidify why I'm in certain positions that I am. It's so wild, wow, y'all. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, man. I can, I, I can, I can understand some of that. So um, I got I got another question for you though too. Um, so now that this has happened, do you think that it's likely to happen again? Because inauguration is right around the corner, and I know that these people are still upset.
4: Forces was working behind the shenanigans that transpired on Wednesday, because if it was any other group or anything else, I feel like security would have been airtight. It like, right. And this is just me being real. Um, so you have uh, a president who is inciting something, and then you on one end, and then on another end, you have people certifying electoral college votes. Right to to certify a new president. And knowing that alone, why was the security at top shelf like airtight? It just don't make sense to mm-hmm. me. if it's not gonna happen again. You are gonna have your you're gonna have your uh um, your extremists pull up. They're gonna pull up and they're gonna try their hand. It's gonna happen. It's supposed to happen in inauguration week we already gearing up for it. I know Capitol Police, they not going to let that happen again. And then shout out to the new Capitol Police, uh, Chief of Police, African-American. I asked you what to Morgan State. Shout out to her. Sadly, she oh, got yeah. clean this up. Which, is, Anyway, but yeah, um, it's not going to happen again. At least right now. Nah. Now, they got something to prove. Now, they have something to prove. Now... It's like, ah, uh, it's not going to happen now, it's 100000 this and that. Now, it's this, yeah. It's
0: not about to happen. Now, but, were there orders to not shoot? Uh, any of the see, see, the thing is,
4: we don't get orders to shoot and not to shoot. You, you using your firearm is incumbent on the officer itself. Mm. Like, so let me put it, let me give you a couple examples. So, it was a time where an officer, and we didn't, we you know, completely, like, went over our heads. It was times where an officer was dragged into the crowd. I mentioned earlier, dragged into the crowd, disappeared completely. No one know, knew where he was. Let's just say, people stomping on him. He's losing consciousness, and for him to pull out his firearm and do what he has to do, completely justified. Because they're reasonable, uh, because of reason of fear, and mm-hmm. we see it across the country all the time. These officers are afraid for their life. They put themselves in this situation, then now they afraid for their life, and then um, they use their firearm. Cool, got you. And uh, I'm and I'm not trying to like discredit any officer or any I'm or any person or any situation. I'm not. I'm just giving an example. But then let's just say you have a squad of twenty people fighting to keep people out of the the capital, and we have batons, we have maybe, because we ran out of, we ran out OC spray. we ran out of everything, we ran out of everything, Um, let's just say we have batons, we have other little things that can help us continue to fight them off. it's like, you have to, you can't, you can't take away from your training and what you were taught when and when not to use your firearm. Because if you do that, that makes you just as guilty as those who unlawfully shoot. Let's just use an African-American person for whatever reason. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be put in that same boat. You know what I mean? Now, let's just say we weren't able to hold that capital we wasn't able to hold that capital much longer. And then those thousands and a sea of extremists ran into the capital. Right, And we fear for our life, we have to do what we have to do based on your own recognizance. It's not like, oh yeah, guys, you can shoot. It don't work like that. It depends on you as an officer. Because that's how you will be evaluated, you by yourself. Um, There was a couple of times where I fear for my life and I would be able to advocate but then I can look to the left and look to the right of me. I still see people fighting and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what, let's get, let's, let's continue this fight. And, um, it just, it's, it's just so deep. Cause it's so many levels y'all. And, um, a lot of people don't really think like that. And we see it like, like, um, like I just mentioned when it comes to, uh, unlawful shootings and it's like, is this just justifiable, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like you just have to be comfortable in the profession you in. You got to know, like, constantly assessing the threat and what's going on. And if you are, if your back, back is against the wall or is it another solution mm-hmm. to it. And it's sad that a lot of people don't think like that. And that's, that's pretty much the issue. And that's why I always stress the idea of hiring, the hiring process. Right because if you're scared this is not this is not something for you
0: Thanks. I'm not gonna lie you do get scared you do get scared
4: but if you can't critically think in that moment and mm. you just black out or
0: whatever the case is it's not a profession for you it's okay right I'm not gonna lie last week would have been the right time to, to, to pull the trigger <laughs> I'm not gonna lie you know, I mean, that, that, that that would that would have been an instance for me where I could say, "Yo, I feared my life." You know, they they were coming at me, so I had to do what I had to do. I yeah. think, and I think in that given moment, that's where you can actually say, like, you really feared for your life. Yeah, well, the, it it depends on what moment,
4: because it was a moment where media showed it was a moment where we was back against a wall, mm-hmm. and somehow some secret door opened. We was able to go upstairs to the top of the Capitol and get into the main entrance. There's a moment where everybody was injured, and we still hold. It was a couple moments, but no, I feel you, man. It just depends on you as an officer, and you reassessing what's around you, and you understanding what's going on, because you're constantly doing that over and over, over and over. You have to be to be yeah. effective. Yeah. I can you see know that. what I mean? But no, it was crazy, yo. I never experienced nothing like that in my life. I never experienced nothing like that in my life. Like, I've, I've been in some wild situations. I've been in some wild situations in college. I've been in some wild situations uh um during, like, certain protests and stuff like that. But mm. I've never been in a situation like that where I literally feared for the well being of myself and the people around me. And like you said, depending on the situation and the officer, you 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 could have been justified for yeah.
1: I, that's, it I've seen justification for less so most definitely.
4: Listen, 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 listen. We already know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. At least, I'm,
4: telling at least, you, I'm telling you, I'm
1: telling you, man. At least you remain safe out there though, man. Uh, ah,
4: yeah. man, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Be- the name of the game is to get home, man. To get home. For the most part. Man. It is crazy.
0: I mean, I, I definitely uh I'm pretty sure you would probably have to like find in your schedule to really like seek some type of counseling because I'm pretty sure in the mental this is just like, it's overwhelming.
4: Oh, absolutely. And that's another thing um, I advise officers across Across the nation, oh, if you're if this is your pe- profession across the world, or even military, you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. For me, I know I'm able to process everything right now, and then after inauguration, after the major events, when it's really time for me to wind down, that's when I'm talking to my therapist because I'm able to relax right now. Mogomo. So I already have a therapist that I'm definitely going to talk to and lock in with. That's definitely going to happen. But that's probably like the last week, hopefully the last week of January, um, first week of February, um, depending on my schedule. But that's when everything should pretty much subside, hopefully. And then that's when I'm locking in.
1: Shout out to the and therapist. you also
4: got to have your moment, huh?
1: I said shout out to the therapist out there. Oh, absolutely. I'll
2: play with that. I do not play with that. Oh,
4: no. boy. No, my mental health is is more important than like anything else because I already know how if somebody snap, not even a, a law enforcement aspect, but if somebody just snap in general, how it, it affects them and their families overall. I'm just not willing to take that risk. But right now, I'm just in, I'm just saying like constant go mode. I'm just making sure like I'm. I'm up on my training. I, I'm assessing everything constantly. I know what's going on around me, and then when I can debrief, because it's going to happen, I'm gonna have a moment of debrief um, at the inauguration, and I'm definitely do what I need to do for that. Okay. Because January six has not completely registered to me, aside from just anger, because I know it's so much behind that just anger. I always been an emotional person when it comes to like being intuitive, so I would never completely ignore something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me valuable for my friends and family, and just myself. Just yeah. So.
0: Well, listen, man. Before we before we close this interview I definitely want to again um, appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with us about you know your experience during the Black Lives Matter protests, and then of course with the rioting that took place last week um what do you have anything encouraging or what what words of wisdom do you have for those out there um because you you still have folks who were looking for some type of hope um (laughs) some some type of change to come out of this uh what 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 could you say for those out there um -hmm. that's looking for change
4: um one thing i would say is um be open be completely open um I know we go through hardship, and I know sometimes the things that we go through can be overbearing, and um, you just, just don't lose sight of, like, progression, and then also, when it comes to, like, these extremist groups, just know that just, like, everything negative, it comes to an end. Don't be scared to do your day-to-day. Like, if you just... if if. If you, gotta, if you don't have to be downtown, just don't be downtown, not to, to fear for your life or anything, just don't get caught up in the mix. Mm-hmm. Don't even get them something to, cap, to capitalize, on, excuse me. Um, don't be afraid to, to, um, cause some people hit me up, it's like, hey, I have travel arrangements and I know during an inauguration weekend, a oh, week, I'm sorry, um, people are gonna be flying in. Don't be afraid of that. Um, I think it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. Uh, Just don't don't walk in fear. Just be optimistic. Um, If people are religious, whoever you pray to, go ahead and give a prayer out. Give a prayer to your friends and your family and yourself and just walk in faith. Like, don't let the terror of somebody else dictate how you spend the rest of your life. Because at the end of the day, you're going to reach the age of 70 or 80 you don't want to say, looking back, I walked in fear because there's some idle threat or a possible threat that somebody said they are going to do against me. That's not how we overcame as far as our ancestry. That's not how we um, build empires as, as far as our ancestry. So don't you live in fear. And also just be, like, once again, be optimistic. Just be a positive beacon and just be hopeful. Just be hopeful and open.
0: Okay, all right. all right, man, well, listen again, bro, I definitely appreciate you taking the time and getting in the mix with us and just um, giving us the, the real about what's been going on, um, even behind the scenes. Uh, since you are a cop and you get to witness everything behind closed doors, uh, white, black, um, you name it. So I uh, appreciate you just speaking on that. Um, do you guys have anything else to say before we close out?
3: Just thank you. I think it was really insightful. We definitely appreciate you giving your insights as a black officer, you know, because I know you're definitely caught in the in between the two, the two sides. So I surely I appreciated you, you know, giving some insight from this perspective.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, man. Uh glad you stay safe out there, man. We gotta uh-huh. we gotta we gotta make sure all of the Carlton's out there are
0: protected, man, for real. <laughs> definitely man but listen bro you continue but, um, to stay safe out there um you can sure, do a great job and um just hold things down and again we'll say this one last that's time we'll awesome, keep bro. you in good prayers and stay safe
4: thank you bro and if y'all need anything don't hesitate to reach out to me if you're in a situation just let me know what's going on and i will try my best based on my perspective to try to like assist you whatever and whatever y'all need like that's real man
0: all right, definitely appreciate that. You take it easy. Okay. All
4: right, y'all, y'all be safe. God bless and have a good
0: day. All right, you too. All right, bye. All right, mixin' this. So that was definitely a, a, a very insightful interview um, that we had this week, and it was very, it was very much so needed. Um, so I'm glad we were able to 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 get his insight on that as a police officer. Leah
3: got to ask. So well, do y'all perspective change, you know, F the police, they're all bad cops? No. Okay.
0: What, you thought it was gonna change?
3: Oh no, I just wanted y'all to keep that same energy.
0: We That's still have show. it, oh, of course. All right,
3: just of make it Of course. We not just make it sure. We're
0: not like you. Of course. You. I, I'm
3: no I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> consistent, uh, i consistent, I wouldn't
0: say all that was certain. Everything things. that he
3: said, and I'm very consistent. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I have you, not even, looked on anything. All.
1: Even when you're wrong, you still hold your stance. And
3: his, in your opinion, yeah. Right, right. at least you just <laughs> right, say whether right, you right. think in your opinion or not, I don't flip-flop. Right, right, I right. said back in June, we had this conversation that I don't think that all of the cops subscribe to the same. And I, that's what, you know, that's what I got from it. So
1: mm-hmm. I just wanted
3: you guys to keep that same energy because Aaliyah stay consistent.
1: You said it as if you thought it was going to change. Oh, no,
3: no, 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 no. I was just making sure you was going to stay on, stay on your same stance. Right. Okay, that's Which all. Which means
1: that you said it because you... It was I was
3: just asking. I was just wondering. That's all.
1: Right. Cause you thought it was. No, no,
3: change. no. I didn't think it was going to change. I just wanted to make sure that you're going to keep that. Right. She kind of so, so. you, if you know, if you, you guys are saying at the police. So y'all still if standing you, that. All
1: right. If you knew it wasn't going to change and you still asked.
3: But I just had to make sure.
0: So like I said, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so you know, this was a very uh, good episode for you guys and we're actually going to close out episode 40 on that note um, because this was very informative and we want you guys to really check this episode out. Um, So before we close out, just want to make this known, this was episode 40, so we're now 10 episodes away from Mm -hmm. episode 50 and holding things down. So we really got to give you all something special for the 50th episode, that's for sure. But listen, man, it's your big dog, K6. Shot Town's finest, Carlton, your dig, and your girl Leah. And always holding things down behind the scenes. So effing classy, a.k.a. so effing crafty, a.k.a. so effing glassy. What other names you got? She got so many names, man, but the girl is just so talented. But listen, man, until next time, we out of here.